This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Thursday, December 12th, week 15 of the NFL season. It has flown by. It's been a fun one. Quick recap of last week. Week 14 was on a little bit of a heater until last week. Uh, So tilting. Had what I felt was the right cash lineup. Um, won about, won a few 50-50 double ups, actually, I was right on the cash line, right on that, right on the bubble, um, won about 50% of my head-to-head, so that jives, 50% of my head-to-heads, a couple cash game, uh, a couple, couple 50-50s, but, uh, just a tilting way to go about it, uh, I was about a point or two off in certain spots, from cashing, and I had Ben as my cash game quarterback, and obviously he took a bump at the end of the first half and didn't play for most of the second half except that last drive. So I just have to just have to imagine that if I had two two more quarters of Ben, and he was like ten percent in double ups, uh, two more quarters of Ben, I, he probably would have went for a thirty burger or so, and I would have been fine. Um, so that was tilting. And then the fact that the only reason he didn't come back in the game is because the Raiders x-ray machine is from 1920 and they couldn't get a reading on whether his rib was broke or not was even more tilting. Uh, so I blame the Raiders for this loss this week. Anyway, uh, it moves me down to 10 and four in terms of profitable weeks, profitable profit record on the year, which, Listen, I'm fine with. I was started the year hot. Just was on a heater recently. Had a little bit of a rough middle of the season. But overall, the ROI is looking good. We're in a good spot to finish out the year. So let's look at the week 15 quarterbacks. Um, this I, I tweeted this out earlier in the week, and I wasn't asking for people to tell me who they liked in cash, but um, I said something like, I tweeted out a gif of a guy squinting, I think it was Costanza, squinting, saying, I'm looking for my cash game quarterback, and all I meant was that it's hard to decipher between a few of them this week, and none none of them really popped out, so then I got 15 replies, you gotta play this guy, you gotta play this guy, Um, which is cool, but... There really isn't one that stands out to me, and that was the point of the tweet. Um, I think Dak going up to Indianapolis, weather-free situation. Uh, Colts, not a great defense. They actually give up a lot of uh, fantasy points to the quarterback. I think that is a a pretty solid spot for Dak. And I think if you play Dak, you're going to play Zeke as well, just to scoop up all those Cowboy points. Um, I like that strategy. I've used that strategy a lot this year with Goff and Gurley and Cam and McCaffrey in certain spots where there was a decently high total for that team, uh, pairing the quarterback and running back to kind of make sure you don't get 
uh, bitten by the variance bug there, and one or the other scores all the touchdowns. So I like Dak this week. I mean, Amari Cooper is just a stud. Um, And even if he doesn't have a big game, he still opens things up for that offense. He still is someone defense needs to account for. He could stretch the field. Uh, So it just makes the offense as a whole better. Even if he's not putting up one of his 40 or 50 point weeks, he still uh, raises Dak's floor a ton and ceiling. Uh, from there, I think we have to keep looking at Josh Allen until until they price him accordingly. Uh, he gets a home matchup with the Lions this week. He's run for like 335 yards over the course of the last three weeks, more than any other quarterback outside of someone I'm forgetting. But I know he did, he passed Mike Vick for the most yards in any three-game stretch, which is pretty wild. Um, so I think we have to keep looking at Josh Allen. Uh, I think I do like Dak a little bit better just because his passing prowess, prowess is, is obviously um, more in line with what we're looking for. And he does get those 30, 40 yards on the ground as well. I don't know if Josh Allen can sustain basically rushing, rushing numbers of, of a running back uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, but he's definitely in play. I wouldn't fault anybody for playing him. And also Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going back to the well. As long as he, as long as they're they're saying that he's fine, he's 100% ready to go. Uh, he would be my pay-up choice. They're at home. Uh, they're facing a Patriots defense that has been susceptible to the pass. I believe they're ranked 18th in fantasy points allowed to the pass. But this total has shot up. Uh, opened at like 49. Now it's at 52. It's being bet up by the sharps. And it's really the only total in the neighborhood of, of 50 this week. So I think it's a good game to target, uh, especially from the quarterback position, I think. With Connor probably not playing again, we'll see a lot of what we saw last week. Ben airing it out a ton. Uh, they did get sniped by Ridley at the goal line, of course. Uh, but the game plan should be for the Steelers to air it out. So I like Ben as my pay-up quarterback as well. At running back, I think Zeke is the smash play on this slate. Uh, he just had his usage is just through the roof. He's catching a ton of balls. Last week he caught 12, which is a bit of an aberration. He's usually around five, four, five, six balls caught, which is still great for a running back. Uh, he's getting 20 carries a game. So honestly, he's he's looking at like in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 opportunities between targets and touches a game. And I think 9K is still just too cheap for that. Be careful with him, though. Uh, I shouldn't say be careful, but just monitor the fact that he has he has a stinger or some type of neck injury that he's getting some maintenance work uh, in practice instead of actually being on the practice field. I think he's good to go, though. I like him more than Saquon. I mean, if you can find the value to jam in and feel comfortable with your lineup going Saquon and Zeke, both 9K running backs, I mean, I'm all for it. But I think we're probably going to have to just choose one of them this week, and mine would be Zeke, just based on the fact that I like his matchup a little bit better. The Titans have, just because they play so slow, they've stymied offenses a little bit. Um, the defense isn't great, but they do play slow and limit the possessions of the offense. 
and it's the exact opposite for the Colts. They play the fastest in the league, and when offenses play them, they usually get more plays than their average. So that's why I like Zeke a little bit better this week. In that mid-tier, I like Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, most of all, he gets this atrocious Raiders defense, uh, and he just lit up the Chargers. The Chargers were a little banged up, but he ran like an animal uh, in week 14. And it looks like the Bengals are trying to ride him out instead of putting the load on Jeff Driscoll's shoulders. So I like Joe Mixon as well. And I think that's where I'm going to stop. I think I'm going to try to go, try to get three of those four that I just mentioned. I know it's going to leave us pretty thin at wide receiver, but I'm going to try. There's some other guys in that lower tier that aren't too bad of plays. Um, Gus Edwards is going to get the Bucks defense. He probably can run all over them, but again, he doesn't catch passes. I don't mind Jalen Samuels again this week, even though he has a huge price bump up to 5,200. If he plays and Connor doesn't, he's going to catch a ton of passes. It's going to, his stat line's going to look like last week, right? 30 or 40 yards rushing and then five, six, seven, eight catches for, um, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards, which in the end equates to 15, 16, 17 fantasy points. And then you just hope that he tacks a touchdown on and gets you over 20 for that 5k salary. That's perfect. Uh, not a huge fan of him in tournaments this week, but I do think we can roll Samuels in cash again, even with the huge price bump. At wide receiver, uh, if we're paying up, I think we go Antonio Brown. Like I said, I think that Pittsburgh game is a complete shootout. I actually think that Belichick is going to put Stefan Gilmore on Antonio Brown. This is complete conjecture and speculation, but I, this is what I think. I think he's going to put Stephon Gilmore on Antonio Brown and do the uh, wide receiver, or excuse me, cornerback two with some cloud coverage over the top that he likes to do uh, with the best receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster. I could be wrong there, but we'll see how it goes. I do like Antonio Brown, though. I think his home splits versus Juju's away splits are the way to go. So now that they are back at Heinz Field, we can... Queue up Antonio Brown in cash. Obviously, I won't be doing that. As you know, I just said I like to pay up for running backs. Um, so I usually don't have a wide receiver over 6K in my cash game lineup. That's just the way the build almost always works out. Uh, in that lower range of receivers, I, I, I guess I like T.Y. Hilton, too, at 6,800. His price is kind of creeping up. But I do like uh, T.Y. He's been a beast the last few weeks, um, basically going over 130, 40 yards every week. So he's been a lock um, for usage and for, for yardage. He's that, he's that player that we kind of hope to find who is reasonably priced, and he also has a floor and a ceiling. So if you can jam in, T.Y. Hilton, that would probably be optimal as well. If he could be your, I'll try to make him, I think, my top wide receiver. We'll see how it goes with the build, though. Then there's just a million guys uh, in that 4K range that I think we're going to have to pick from. Robert Foster has been thrust into a starting role with the cutting of Kelvin Benjamin and Andre Holmes, so I think he's definitely worth a look. Zay Jones, obviously, I think we could go back 
to the Zay Jones well. Um, Adam Humphreys, despite the fact that they're playing the, the Ravens, he is, you know, check down Charlie. Winston has targeted him the most of any uh, wide receiver since his return in week 11. So I think we could definitely look at Humphreys. Uh, and then there's a couple guys that are kind of off the beaten path. Like D.D. Westbrook has seen 20% of his team's targets in the last six weeks, which is he's one of only like six or seven guys. So that is uh, obviously a check in his box. And also, who am I forgetting? Oh, Sterling Shepard, obviously. I think we could go back to him if Odell Beckham is out. Uh, and he did catch that touchdown for us last week, but only had two was only like two for 20 so he only ended up netting us around 10 points but that was because the Giants just leaped out to that massive lead and they really didn't need him and to be honest we really don't see this in the NFL but the Giants played their backups for a a good portion of the fourth quarter so we really only got three quarters in a blowout so we're actually probably lucky to get 10 points out of Sterling Shepard but this week the game will probably be closer and I think that we could definitely count on him to see some more targets and get some more fantasy uh, production. Okay, at tight end. I think it's a pretty cut and dry week at the tight end position. Uh, I'm probably going to pay up. I like all the guys up top. I don't think you can go wrong, really. Um, Obviously, Eric Ebron, huge target share now with Doyle and a bunch of other Colts just also rans, bunch of jags, catching passes, except for him, he and T.Y. Hilton. I think we could always target Ebron. Um, matchup's okay, too. Dallas gives up a good bit to the tight end. It's pretty much the worst position that they defend as well. Uh, I mean, Kittle, you could, I don't know if I want to chase Kittle, especially since he's all the way up now at 6,300 playing the Seahawks. So I'm not a huge fan of Kittle, I think he's a solid tournament play. I think we can take the savings with Ebron or Jared Cook. Jared Cook's looked really nice the last two weeks. It looks like they're actually trying to make him a focal point of the offense, and he gets the Bengals, which is basically a sieve on defense to all positions. So we could definitely play Ebron and Cook. I mean, if you want to punt the position, you find a lineup that you love, and you really don't care if you get six, seven points from your tight end. Anthony Berkser. Uh, potentially the first time you ever heard his name right then when I said Berkser. He is the Titans' third-string tight end now that Delaney Walker and Jonu Smith has hit IR. Um, so he's been, he's been pretty solid the last few weeks, catching three or four balls in the last month or so, and that's playing 20% of the snaps. So this week coming up, he should probably at least see, I would think, 60%, 70% of the snaps with Janu Smith out of the way. Um, so I do like Ferksner, or Ferkser if you com- want to just completely punt the position. But I'm not a big fan of anybody in the middle. I think Evan Engram could be a decent GPP play. Uh, I saw a lot of beat, beat writers tweeting out last week before the game against the Redskins that he and Eli were working uh, alone off to the side before uh, pregame, and 
they thought that might that might be something. They thought there might be something to that because it doesn't usually happen where he just pulls one receiver aside and they work on routes. And lo and behold, Ingram did get targeted a good bit in that first quarter. Looked like they were Eli was trying to get him the ball. Uh, it ended up though that the Giants just completely blew the Redskins out of the water, and he didn't really see many many targets after that. Um, but he did go five targets, three catches, seventy some yards, which is pretty good in a in a game that was out of hand in the first half. So. I think he's definitely deserves a look in GPPs. All right, so that'll do it for the Week 15 Ride in NFL DFS podcast. If you haven't already, I would very much appreciate uh, if you rated and reviewed the podcast. Have some great ones down there so far. You know, keeps the sponsors rolling in. I'm sure Fanshare Sports, who sponsors this podcast, great website. Check them out. Uh, I'm sure they want to see that. Everybody enjoys the podcast, etc. Uh, so I'd appreciate it if you could just hit me with the review. Uh, as for my core four for this week, four guys I'm definitely going to try to build around in cash games. Uh, I'll say Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, Eric Ebron, and... Ah, this is tough. I don't know if I have four locked in already, but I will say that I am going to try to get T.Y. Hilton in as well. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be able to jam T.Y. in. Uh, But those will be my core four for this week. I hope the last few weeks of your DFS season go as planned. I hope you bump that ROI up. I hope that if you're still in your season-long fantasy playoffs, you have suffered less casualties than me. Uh, I only played in two season-long leagues with friends, buddies, work people, etc. I'm in like the SFB and all that stuff, but two casual, we'll say, leagues uh, with friends and everything, and I'm in the semifinals of both, but trotting out the likes of Robert Foster and Tim Patrick and uh, Naeem Hines and guys that I wouldn't even imagine that would be on my roster at the beginning of the year. I'm trotting them out in the semifinals thanks to tons of injuries. Uh, Hopefully you didn't suffer that fate and you are going to go on to win your season-long leagues. I'll talk to you next week.